you have your Bibles with you this morning, and uh, if you would please be turning in them to Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. We're just going to be uh, introducing ourselves to the book of Philippians this morning. We have a subject I'd like for us to just think together about. And that's the subject of the joy that the Lord wants to see in our lives. Um, In the Old Testament, it states very clearly, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And uh, we're going to talk about the fact that we need to be very careful that we don't lose the joy that comes from our relationship with the Lord. We're going to be talking about this. The verses, uh, Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, which says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Many of you have read much about the life of uh, Martin Luther, who was greatly used to the Lord to... um, formulate the uh, Reformation, the Protestant Reformation, a man greatly used by the Lord. Well, one time in his later years, uh, Martin Luther became very gloomy and sad. And uh, as a result, one day his wife went into his study dressed in black, and Martin Luther asked him, who died? And she said, God did. And he said, oh, my soul, why do you talk like that? And she said, because you are going around here gloomy and sad for days at a time. It's like God has died. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For a number of years, Jerry Bridges, who was an excellent Christian author, worked many years with the Navigator's Ministry, reaching men and women for Jesus Christ. His books are excellent. Anytime you see a book by Jerry Bridges that's available, read it. He said this. This is, this is interesting. Jerry said, For a number of years, the virtue of joy was not very evident in my life and not high in my value system. I considered myself to be, based on that verse that we looked at together, a man of peace, a man of righteousness because I trusted Christ and was given his righteousness, but I hadn't given much thought to the importance that God places on having joy in the life. He said, I didn't have joy in my life for many years. And I began to realize that God wanted me to have joy in my life. He went on and said this, and I agree with him. Actually, only Christians have a reason to really be joyful. In fact, he said, every Christian should be joyful. Now, we're going to tell you why that's true. 
Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it. Do you know that what it says next? More abundantly. Uh, we had a man who was a cab driver in New York. And he came to faith in Christ when somebody got in his cab sitting in the back seat and said, uh, Mr. Cab Driver, are you living an abundant life? And John said, I am living a miserable life. <laughs> I am miserable. And that passenger in that cab led John in our church in New York to faith in Jesus Christ, all by using the concept of having an abundant life. Remember the Lord Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. Well, there's two things right there. His joy, the joy of Christ, and then secondly, the joy that we have. So how do we get that joy? We get it from Jesus Christ. We're going to define this out in just a minute. True joy overrides, someone said very carefully, and I love this too, true joy overrides the rolling waves of difficult circumstances. Spiritual joy comes from a strong and confident and consistent relationship with Jesus Christ. Now that's worth repeating. True joy in the life there are other things in the Christian life that cause you to have joy. And we're going to talk about these in just a moment. In other words, your time in the Word of God. That, that can be a real source of joy. But the foundational truth for joy in our lives comes, don't miss this now, please, out of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the source of your joy. Because you have Jesus who went to the cross for you, paid for your sins, and has given you spiritual life. In fact, he gives us two kinds of life. He gives us an abundant life when we're in fellowship, and he gives us spiritual life at the time of salvation. So we say, spiritual joy comes from a strong, consistent relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to mention a tough statement. And this is the statement that Jerry Bridges had to make after he realized he really wasn't experienced joy for quite a while. He said this, quote, One of the most common hindrances to joy is, and then you could fill in the blank there, but I think you'll already know the answer. One of the most common hindrances to joy in our lives is sin. We have to be very, very careful. So now let's try to give a definition. Christian joy is essentially com coming out of our relationship with Jesus Christ. In other words, the stronger your relationship to Christ, the stronger your experience of joy will be in your life. Christian joy, someone has well said, is essentially the enjoyment of God. He loves us so very much. You see, he called you to himself. You may have think of the fact that when you were saved, well, you chose God, but actually he chose you and he chose me. But sin, even in the lives of believers, can hinder that fellowship and that communion with, with the Lord. 
Psalm 16, verse 11 says, Lord, in your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. In other words, when we get to heaven, wow, what a place that's going to be. No more sin, suffering, sorrow. The no more verses in Revelation 21. No more death. But see, while we're here, it's possible that sin can creep into our lives and uh, we may not be real quick to confess it and to get it out of our lives. Um, one of the phrases I heard for many, many years is uh, confess sin quickly. So if, if you feel um, that the Holy Spirit's um, speaking to you about a certain sin, what, what should we do? If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Probably we should... Uh, uh, complete any given day of the week and uh, say, Lord, uh, search me. Know my heart. See if there's anything in my life that shouldn't be there. First John 1 John 1.9, again, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, my point is, we don't want to lose joy in the Christian life. And if, 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 if there's something pulling away at our lives, taking our joy away, we, we should go to the Lord and say, Lord, what is it? You remember, of course, that um, David, King David, after his sin of uh, adultery, he wrote Psalm 51, and he said, very important, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. You see, when he committed adultery, he didn't lose his salvation. But he lost his joy. And uh, what we're going to say, and just getting into the subject this morning, is we don't want to lose our joy. We want to keep that joy of knowing we belong to Jesus Christ and he's watching over us. He's the overcomer and we overcome through him. Very, very important. The book of Philippians, if you'll turn there with me to chapter 1. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Actually, I want you to look at chapter 2 and verse 5 because I believe that this is the key to the book. Here the apostle says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. Have this attitude. Well, what was the attitude? The Lord Jesus left the glories of heaven, came down here as a servant, Servant of the Father in heaven, Isaiah chapter 42, and went to the cross for you and for me. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Remember that it's the Lord Jesus that said, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom. So if Paul is saying in this little letter, the book of Philippians, have the mind of Christ, one of the things, one of the major things that contributes to our joy is that we are servants like Jesus Christ was. There are people around us who um, need to be ministered to. I, I don't think there's any one of us who are here this morning who say, you know, hey, I want to live a selfish life. I mean, it's just Christians don't do that. I don't want to live a selfish life. But I do want to be alert to those around me and ask myself the question, am I willing to be a servant 
to others. What does the verse say? 2-5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Jesus himself said in Mark chapter 10, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom. Jesus Christ went to the cross to pay the price for my sin. You see, I don't know when you were saved. I don't know when you came to faith in Christ. But that's something you realized, that Jesus went to the cross and died there for you and paid for your sins. And he did it as the servant of the Father who is in heaven. How awesome. For some people, happiness uh, may be defined as an attitude of satisfaction or delight based on circumstances. But spiritual joy is different from happiness. Spiritual joy is not dependent upon circumstances. Spiritual joy is that which you have knowing you belong to Jesus Christ and that you're in fellowship with him. Very important. Many years ago, we used to sing this chorus. Um, actually, we sang the chorus to the hymn. We don't sing it too much anymore. In the garden, I come to the garden alone. Remember that song? But the chorus says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Now, obviously, we all understand the Lord doesn't talk audibly to us, but it is so neat as a Christian to hear other Christians say, you know, the Lord spoke to me and asked me to whatever that would be. Boy, that's, a, that's, that's excellent. That shows you're speaking of your relationship with the Lord. You know, the Lord spoke to me and told me to call a friend. The Lord spoke to me and encouraged me to take somebody with me somewhere. The Lord spoke to me about this person who needs Christ as Savior. That's the kind of relationship we want to have. That's the kind of relationship that leads to joy. You know, when the Lord Jesus Christ ascended back up into heaven, it says in Luke chapter 24, verse 52, that after he left them and ascended up into heaven, the text says they worshipped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Now remember, Jesus wasn't visible to the disciples anymore he went back to the Father in heaven. But you see, he taught them many things. And they realized that they still had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so they went back into the city of Jerusalem with great joy. And there's a, there's a uh, principle that I've had reinforced lately. And, and see if you want to use this principle in your life. The principle is this. My priority is not what I do for the Lord. Let me stop there. All of us would say, you know, there's certain things God wants us to do. When the Apostle Paul was saved, Saul on the road to Damascus, the first thing he said was, Lord, what would you have me to do? And I think that's a good prayer that we could pray every day. Lord, what do you want me to do? Is there somebody, Lord, you would like me to talk to today? Is there somebody you want me to encourage today? Lord, what would you have me to do? Almost any day, we want to do the will of the Lord. But you see, my priority is not what I do for the Lord. My priority is the Lord. I hope that makes sense. It's Jesus himself. 
And sometimes they say, well, you know, so-and-so, and they were serving the Lord, and, and they fell out of fellowship, and sometimes they'll fall spiritually and morally. Why did that happen? I'm going to help you with this. I remind myself. We need to keep that contact with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Vitally important. Remember, even Old Testament, the joy of the Lord. Your relationship with the Lord, your joy of the Lord is your strength. When we get into the book of Philippians, and we're just going to look at, glance at it, we see that 96 times in the New Testament, the word rejoice or joy is used. But in the book of Philippians, 13 times in this little book, four chapters, the word joy is there. What's he saying this morning? He's saying we as believers need to enjoy our relationship with Christ. And if there's something that's kind of pulling that joy out of our lives, we need to say, Lord, what is it? What is it you want me to do? Joy is it's, it's a big theme in the Word of God. There's actually what you could write down as a theology of joy in the Scriptures. I'm just going to mention, we'll close in prayer. First of all, joy is a gift from God. If you have it, if you say, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just joyful because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. There is a joy. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be things that come along in your life and experience that cause you to become discouraged or uh, despondent even. But, you see, when trials come along, if you're linked up with Christ, there's going to be a joy there. So we would say, number one, joy is a gift from God. Psalm 1611, In your presence, Lord, is the fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Do you know that there's joy in knowing that you and I have the greatest message in the world? The greatest. And that's the gospel message. Is there any message that's greater than the gospel? That if a person puts their faith and trust in Jesus, they can have eternal life? Uh, in fact, that's one of the things the Lord uses in my life. I was in the battery store the other day and the Lord said, why don't you give the man a track and tell him about Jesus? And so I'm reaching in my pocket and pulling out some of my bills. I'm just seeing if you're listening. And I handed him a track. I said, by the way, this track has some real good news about Jesus and how he left heaven and came here for us to pay for our sins. And he said, oh, okay. I said, will you look at it? Will you check it out? And he said, yeah, I said, can I check up on you? Did you look at? He said, yeah, come on, come on back and check up on me. And uh, I checked on him. He still hasn't read it yet. <laughs> but I gave him another note and told him, call me. If there's anything you want to talk about, your relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen to this. This is good. <clears throat> God grants joy to those who understand and believe the gospel. Remember the word of the angels to the shepherds? Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And once in a while, <clears throat> I'll say, well, I don't know if I should witness that. Everybody needs Christ in order to go to heaven. There's no heaven without Jesus, is there? No. 
I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior is Christ the Lord. A couple more quickly. Joy is produced in our lives by the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And so as I'm in submission to the Holy Spirit who lives within me, uh, Lord, I, I need to sense your leading in my life. I, I want to sense what you want me to do today. I want you to I want to sense what you want me to do in decision making. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Joy also is fully experienced as believers respond to the Word of God. It is so important that we open our Bibles during the week and read from the Word of God because there's another source of spiritual joy. It was Jeremiah who said, Your words were found and I ate them. I took them in. Um, I, I've told you this. But I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it one more time because I had a, a man the other day who said, I'm not a reader. Once in a while you run into somebody who says, I'm not really a reader. I don't read that much. But I say, w- Would you do this? <clears throat> Just one verse of scripture a day. Just one verse a day. And I'll check with you later. About a month later, he said, you know, he said, I I don't like to read. I'm not a reader. I don't read well. But he says, I started reading one verse a day, and it did affect my life. I love the word of God. The word of God is a source of joy. The writer said, your words were found, and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So it could be, I'm just saying it could be, if if, if joy is starting to slip away from you, that your Bible's being closed during the week. One of the best things you can do is put it on your dresser and open it up to portions that you'll read and look at. Another one, just quickly. Spiritual joy is deepened during trials. See, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is dependent upon circumstances. But see, your, your joy, your spiritual joy can come even when you're in the midst of trial. The verse is 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. You also became imitators of us, the Apostle Paul said, and of the Lord, having received the word of God in much tribulation with joy. Of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying to these believers who were suffering for Christ, he said, Yeah, you're, you're suffering. Things aren't going the best for you. But he said, You have joy because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one more the believer's joy is made complete when you anticipate heaven. Apostle Peter said, When his glory is revealed, you also may be glad with exceeding great joy. One of the greatest sources of joy and encouragement to you and me is when our time's up here, we're going to be with him in glory. place of joy, peace, and happiness, only made possible through the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Let's look to our Lord in closing prayer.